Welcome back to the D2 Nation podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your co-host, Wayne Cavati, and joining me once again is my partner in crime, Bethany Bowman. Welcome back, friend. Thanks for having me back. Good to be back, and great to have our guest today. Let's get right into it. Yeah, and I know this week is a, is a good one for you, Bethany, because uh, whenever we have someone from the MIAA, uh, you get excited. You get to, to show off your MIAA roots. I feel like it's Bethany week. Um, and of course, one of our guests is is no stranger to D2 football at all. Yeah, absolutely. And coach, I just want to start off by saying, uh, you know, it's good to see you and meet you. And you're actually real because for me, you know, I started covering the MIAA shortly after you left. So you're almost like a folktale or a legend, kind of like, <laughs> kind of like Bigfoot. So yeah. it's great to see that you actually exist. But today, joining us today on the show from Central Oklahoma, the Broncos, who just got a big win over Northwest Missouri State Bearcats and totally shook up Wayne's D2 Power 10 rankings, is head coach Adam Doral. Thank you so much, Coach, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so, well, like Bethany says, we have a, a lot to dig into here because, um, you know, of, of where uh, what you did at the previous school you were at at Northwest Missouri State. And, and kind of let's start there. Um, your journey in D2 has been everything from player to assistant to head coach and then back again. How did that journey start? What brought you to D2 football and Northwest in particular? Yeah, for, first off, let me say it's it's not what I did. It's what we did. Uh, I had a tremendous uh, group of coaches and players in my tenure. But uh, to answer your question, yeah, I uh, loved uh, football, played high school football in Maryville, Missouri. Uh, Northwest Missouri State really wasn't good at the time. They'd had a couple good years. Um, looked at some different schools, looked at Central Missouri, Pittsburgh State, Missouri Western, and didn't get a scholarship anywhere. So I walked on at uh, Northwest Missouri State and obviously it turned out to be uh, be the best decision of my life. And then, you know, I, I knew way back in the seventh grade I wanted to coach college football. I just, in Maryville, you couldn't play. They didn't have Pop Warner and stuff, so you couldn't play organized football until the seventh grade and it's just something that I've always loved and been very passionate about and you know went to Northwest played left for a little bit as a graduate assistant to Northeast Oklahoma actually uh, for a year and then came back to Northwest and then left and coached at a couple different spots Dakota State uh, William Jewell College and then got back to Northwest and um, you know obviously I just Worked my way up, O line coach, OC, and then and then the head football coach. So, uh, been a tremendous journey, a lot of fun uh, to be where I'm at, and you know I'm just I've been very blessed in my coaching career. Uh, always had, I've always felt like head coaches do things they get way too much credit, and they also take way too much blame a lot of the times. <laughs> but to me, in, in especially in the game of football, where there's so many people involved, if you don't have uh, good assistant coaches, it's just hard to be good, and then. Obviously, as you guys know, you have to have really good players, too. Yeah, and Coach, normally we uh, might have a player as well joining us here on the podcast, but for your guys, uh, I know several of them have class tonight, so, um, you know, really emphasizing the student-athlete part. So, you know, instead of asking them how they ended up at D2, let's talk about what you like to recruit in your players and what kind of players you like to get on your team. Yeah, um, so there's a thing. I, I just look for a holistic person you know I want somebody who uh, wants to be a student athlete I think that's really going away unfortunately in, in in all of college athletics and I think the emphasis of graduating and getting a degree and having balance I just I think it's very difficult anymore so you know I'm 
I'm thankful to have uh, student athletes that want to do that. We we really look for guys that want to do that. After that, we're looking for a, a complete individual athlete, somebody that's not topped out. And what I mean by that is I love multi-sport guys. Uh, I love wrestlers. Um, you know, I just, I think those guys are extremely tough and I've always had really good luck with them. You know, I love track athletes because you're getting realistic track times on them. Same thing with throwers. You know, if you get a guy who throws 52 or 53 feet uh, in the shot put, you know, there's a lot of power correlation there. And, you know, basketball, it's, you can go watch a kid play basketball and tell if he's pretty athletic or not. So that's it for us. We're really looking for guys that are multi-sport guys that, that aren't topped out. And then we want to get here and we want to develop them. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, Jalen had this nice game against Northwest. Um, and he's it maybe not too sport, but if you look at the roster from the past two years, he was a wide receiver. Now he's yeah. he's a running back. What what led to that decision to put him in the backfield? Well, honestly, when we got here in January or December and then got the staff here and started going through, you know, the roster, uh, we were very deficient at the running back position. And so, you know, watching Jalen, looking at his strength numbers, his body structure. Um, he's very, very fast. And so we just said, Hey, I've always had luck. I've never been afraid as a coach to move players ever. Um, and we always, you know, spin it in a really positive way. Like, Hey, if this doesn't work. We can always move you back, but you know, we've got 14 receivers and not enough running backs and very proud of him because he's embraced it. Saturday, you finally saw what we thought he could be this year. He's just missed a couple runs. He hadn't hit, hit it. He hadn't used his stiff arm uh, when he needed to. And and uh, it just finally clicked for him Saturday. And we're really proud of him because he's, he's worked really hard to get there. It hadn't been easy for him. We're going to talk a little bit about the details of the game. But first, I want to – obviously, we got to set up the storybook kind of feel to it behind it because, of course, you know, you, you – like we said, we you went up to FCS for a little bit. Um, you did have that amazing run on three undefeated national championship seasons with Northwest Missouri state. And now you come to play them. What was it like to not only go against your alma mater, but your former DC, uh, that that's now the head coach there in, in coach, Wright? Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was a lot of fun. I don't, I think people, and I understand what, what people see or, you know, might think that, Hey, I really want to beat these guys. Uh, I, I kind of looked at it as an opposite, like, it was forcing like some of my aunts and uncles to come in town because they were rooting for Northwest Missouri State. Uh, I got a chance to see a couple parents of former players. Um, so, you know, that's what I looked at it as a chance to compete against those guys, to see Rich, to see Chad, Brandon. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a little funky, a little weird looking across there and seeing the green and white first. But after that first kickoff, it kind of got settled in. Yeah. And, you know, also interesting about that is that the Rich Ride defenses don't really allow guys to have big days like Jalen had. And, you know, he had that 81, 83-yard touchdown, I think it was. And the Bearcats before that had allowed 34 total yards and no scores through the first three games. So what was the plan of attack for him and your team? Yeah, we just – we tried to get pretty specific. There, I mean, they're – you know, he, he does a phenomenal job. Um, and that defense has been great for many years. You know, they pride themselves on stopping the run and they make people one dimensional and, you know, then they can go hunt and they're always great on the D line and they were again this year. And we just tried to get really specific um, that didn't have a big running package going into the game, but just 
you know, Jalen had a couple plays. We had a couple plays for another back. Just what we really felt like fit their uh, their mold. And then we tried to attack a couple guys on the defense that we thought maybe we could uh, exploit. And we were able to do that. And, you know, if we could have got rid of the sacks. But, yeah, it, you know, you've got to be able to hit a couple runs on those guys. Just a couple big plays in general. Because if not, if you don't, it's just it's going to be a long day. And, and you know, you were mentioning uh, two sport guys. Your quarterback's a true dual dual threat type of guy, right? He's very athletic. He can run if he has to. Um, but he, he actually looked uh, very comfortable against a, a, a tough defense. Um, you know, how do you think he's come along? What did you see that, that you were able yeah. to take away from? Well, ver- I'm very proud of Steph because going into week three, we hadn't completed a pass uh, over 10 yards downfield. Now, we'd had some pass plays, but they were off screens or, um, you know, short completions that turned into some bigger ones. So, He's just gotten better every week. He's trusted us. He stayed with the game plan, and he did. He made a couple of really big throws, and that was our one of our keys to, you know, we have weekly keys to victory, things we have to do to win, and it was we have to have at least two big plays in the passing game, and we got that, and so kudos to him. But here, here's the big thing, Wayne, is like, you know, we were very conservative on third down, you know, because, again, I've watched Northwest just kill people on third downs, third and long, and, they're scoring points. And so we just said, Hey, we're going to go in and run the ball in those downs. And he didn't panic and he didn't, he made really good decisions the whole day. And so I was really proud of him for that. Um, you know, again, to beat those guys, I think you have to beat them in the turnover battle. And obviously we did that. Yeah. And speaking of that, you know, we talked about the plan of attack offensively for you, but look at the defense, three interceptions, three sacks, a fumble recovery. You certainly won that turnover battle. It was relentless. How were you able to attack the Bearcats so successfully? And can this performance now build for the rest of the season? Well, we hope so. We had been kind of deprived of turnovers. Um, it got to the point where it was almost feeling like we were trying too hard to get turnovers, if that makes sense. And so we just kind of went back to the basics, working on punching balls out, ball drills, things of that nature. Um, number one thing is I thought we did a good job of stopping the run for the most part you know, and forced them to throw it a little bit. And then just, we had some guys make some tremendous plays, you know, tip balls, the guys being in the right place at the right time. But I, I think it starts, I thought we had pretty good pass rush the entire day. And, you know, just any quarterback or quarterbacks, you, if you're in duress a lot, it's just, that's a hard, that's a hard position anyway, but it's really hard when you're not getting a lot of time to throw. And, you know, we were able to capitalize on that a little bit, but for me, um, I do think the strength of our team is defense and special teams. I think we're, we played phenomenal on special teams Saturday. Um, and I think that's something we got to build on. The thing that I love about our defense is they're very, very multiple. We can be an even front, an odd front team. Uh, I like our pressure packages. Our coverages are uh, different. And we just did a good job of disguising that stuff on Saturday. And, again, kudos to our players because – it's one thing to put a game plan together, but then they got to go out and execute it. Uh, and they certainly did. And when you could throw, you know, especially against a two quarterback system, when you could throw multiple fronts at them, whether it's three, four, whatever it is, n- neither one of them can get comfortable, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's got to be a huge advantage in your corner. Yeah, it is. You know, that's something when we were kind of putting our staff together and looking at who we thought we could be here and just the state of Oklahoma and the, the kids that we think we can get. And there's, this is tremendous high school football um, we just we wanted to kind of base out of an odd package, and we are, but we have the capacity to go to an even package. And I, I just think it it makes us really flexible. You know, you're going to maybe play Washburn down the road, who 
can line up in two tights, 22 personnel, and just pound you. You know, I think you got to be able to to play with a four down front. Um, so yeah, it's they're, they're doing some really good things right now. The other thing, guys, is we're playing about 22 guys, uh, anywhere from 19 to 22 guys on defense per game, and so we've got a lot of depth there, and, and our guys are being really unselfish and playing extremely hard. Well, Coach, what are your thoughts on Super Region 3? How hard is it to quickly turn around a program in this part of the country, and how does that affect your expectations? Yeah, you know, it, obviously it's 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 really, really good. Um, I'm Obviously, I'm biased because I've been in it and <laughs> I'm in it again. But I think just from top to bottom, it's a really complete, uh, really complete division. I mean, uh, obviously our league in itself, the MIAA, is very good and very diverse, and so – you know, I think it forces you to be, I think you got to be creative a little bit in how you recruit and how you do things. Um, I think you always got to be looking for new ways uh, to win and new ways to recruit and, and just to sell your program and to sell your players. But uh, it's, it's certainly, it's certainly a very, di- uh, very challenging. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, I mean, the not only the region, but the league itself, like this is nothing new, right? I mean, the MIAA is always, you know, has surprises and um, teams beating up on each other, which makes it hard then for those teams in the region later on. But especially this year, I feel like the MIAA is just kind of wild right now. Like, I mean, Missouri Western beat, you know, Hayes and Emporia beat Missouri Western and Missouri Southern came down and gave you guys a loss. And it's absolutely crazy. There's no game you can overlook right now. No. And I'll, you know, this is just my opinion. This league's better than when I was in it last um Missouri Southern that guy that they don't talk what that guy's doing right there right now that's a really good football program uh T is a he's a heck of a coach um JJ over at Northeast Oklahoma those guys are a lot better than when I was in the league last time and so is Lincoln I mean you know we're getting ready to play them and you look at the athletes they're putting out in the field and that's a first year head coach as well and I think he's done a heck of a job so I think it's from top to bottom, it's better. And like you said, there's, there's, there's a, you can't take a week off. If you do, you're going to get beat. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you look around the country and you have like the Gulf South and the top heavy teams there, like the top three teams in the Gulf South are three of the best teams in the country, you know, and you look at a couple of conferences that are like that, but honestly, looking at that, the NIAA and, you know, a lot of coaches say it, but from someone watching it, teams one through seven are all, like legit contenders right now and then like you said at the bottom they're still they're still they can beat you any given day and, and it's yeah. just it's really um from an outsider's perspective i know for you it's probably very stressful but from our perspective it's something amazing to watch week in and week out yeah you know one of the things i feel like there's a couple of things and maybe this is wishful thinking but having been at the fcs and how they do things you know in my opinion d2 needs to get get rid of regional regionalization um, and I think they just need to rank people from one to 24. Uh, I don't think it should matter where you're at in the region, because again, if you're playing in a conference, that's top heavy. It's almost like you're getting penalized and punished for being in a good league. And so that's something I would love to see them maybe change down the road. And um, some, if there was some way that we could break up the MIAA, so we get some non-conference games, you know, that's something, again, it's probably wishful thinking, but I do think that would help. I think that would help our entire league to be able to play outside our league a little bit. 
and, you know, hopefully get some wins and maybe show people that, you know, it is, it's a really good league. Yeah. You are one of those, you know, like the NSIC and, and you guys are one of those few leagues that don't have any, you don't get a break yeah. for conference games or anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, coach, uh, our signature D2 question here, what makes D2 so special for you? You know, um, obviously I, since I played in it, um, that's going to be a big part of it. But I think, I think again, for me, again, I do, I do think it's balance. Um, I do think that division two level, again, haven't been back long, but I still uh, see everybody putting an emphasis for most part on student athlete. And I just, you know, I think that's what college athletics needs to be about. And if you don't want it to be about that, then that's fine. Then, but then let's, let's not call it amateurism um, because the way things are going, it's not anymore. So I really like that about Division Two. The other thing that I'll say, and you know, I don't know how it is, but from what Northwest to here, to I don't think people realize that um, our players across the country, at Division Two, they have a lot of skin in the game. And what I mean by that is, I don't think there's very many kids on full ride scholarships. I, I know there's not. You know, if you look at 36 scholarships, you got to split up over anywhere from 95 to 110 guys. You know, you can do the math on that. And so, you know, I look at our guys, um, I look at like this summer, you know, we had a hundred guys stay this summer. They, they didn't get anything for being here. You know, they had to pay for their own food, their own housing. They'd come in and, and bust their butts and then go work, you know, 40 hours a week. And so that's the other thing that I think makes division two uh, football division two athletics special is just our kids got skin in the game. And I just, I wish people on the outside would realize that a little bit. And there's, there's a lot of reasons to want to help division two athletes across the country. And, and I wish some people would get on that bandwagon and, and look to help those kids. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're talking to two people that definitely agree with that, that sentiment right here. We can promise you that. Um, but th so we get, we got you through the easy part of the show. And, but before you go, we got to run you through the D2 nation hot seat where it gets a little tougher, but just some fun okay. questions to close out the show. All right. All right. So, Bethany, why don't you go ahead and, and get them started? Okay. Yeah, our easiest question, we think, but what is your favorite football player and team? Wow. Um, pro probably it would be Will Shields or Tim Grunhard, you know, O-Lyman. Those guys are Kansas City Chiefs. I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. You know, um, probably those two. Well, Bethany, you're you're a Chiefs fan too. By the way. Yeah, I like that. So, and then Chiefs is your team, then too. Absolutely, and I'm not I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I was with them in the '80s. <laughs> we had some had a couple of lean years in there. <laughs> For well, sure. Tough loss Sunday, but we'll just yeah. ride over that. <laughs> you might be getting a home game, actually, from what I, what they're saying that they might move the because you're supposed to play in Tampa Bay, yeah. the Chiefs, and they might move the game to Kansas City, so it might turn uh, into an extra home. Hey, game. we'd love another home game. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the best football movie of all time? Oh man. Um. Told you these questions were harder. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, you're gonna have to help me with it. Um. I'm, I'm having a brain lock here and I tell people about you're going to know it's, it's when Robin Williams, he goes back and plays the state championship game. Uh, uh, best of times. The Is best of times. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's my favorite football movie of all That's time. That's a, a great people, one. Oh, it's a classic, man. It's just, I tell people that I'm like, if you haven't watched that movie, you need to go watch it. 
Yeah, I, you could tell that it's nice to have someone, Bethany, in, in my age range. Because usually people spit out things and I have no idea what they're talking about. I've never had that answer. It's always like the or something. So, all right. You need to so, watch it. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I need to watch it. I've heard of it. I just haven't seen yeah. it. Uh, coach, if you could pick the pregame playlist, despite the groans of the guys, what would you be playing in the locker room? Um probably a lot of upbeat country music brooks and john um eric church stuff like that well, what's, they, nor- what's the, normally in there oh gosh i tell you <laughs> they're right below me the locker room and like literally i was just watching film after practice and two songs played and i've never heard them before so uh <laughs> it's usually rap or some upbeat rock <laughs> They should like some some uh, country down in Oklahoma, though. They do. We got a lot of kids that that do. I just, I don't, I don't know if the majority of the locker room would love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite food? Ooh, honestly, probably ribs. Um, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a rib snob. Um, I think it's the best thing that I cook. I love to I love to cook, and so I smoke ribs a lot. But I I love ribs, and probably after that, probably pizza. Nice. And uh, what show is your favorite binge-worthy Netflix or television show? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, Man, that's tough. I don't even know if I can answer that. Probably True Detective Season 1 with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. That was, again, I tell people, hey, have you ever seen that? And they're like, what? I've never heard of it. I'm like, have you not heard of that? Um, And that was HBO, so I don't know if that counts, but that's my favorite miniseries of all time. I just a great acting, great plot. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. All right, last one. If you had one superpower, what would it be? To fly. Nice. Why? Just to get around easy. <laughs> <laughs> Save on gas money. Yeah, uh, yeah, if you no think problem. about it, it would be unbelievable for recruiting because you could get to where you need to be see see a ton of kids a day see a ton of games on friday night so definitely would be flying <laughs> i like it i like it uh well that's all we got for you uh we're gonna let you off the hot seat but uh thank you so much for joining us uh we're gonna let you go get some rest and get ready for that next big miaa game but uh good luck the rest of the way and thank you again for joining us yeah i, I really appreciate y'all having me thank you very much thank yeah you. yeah And D2 Nation, before we go, remember, we always could use your support. So give us a listen on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you want to listen. Give us a like, give us a follow, and we'll see you next week on the D2 Nation.